0: G'day, g'day, tis a Tuesday and welcome to the Slicks on In The Wet podcast, it's the Italian Grand Prix edition, I'm so excited, Daniel Ricciardo's back to his winning ways, Max and Lewis collide, lots to talk about, let's get into it. one and welcome all. My name is Charlie. This is episode three and I'm feeling patriotic again. Last week, after bought I said I was patriotic to the whole country of uh, the Netherlands after the show they put on. But boy, oh boy, it's good to be an Aussie. It's great to be an Aussie this week. I, I cannot explain how happy I am for Daniel Ricardo for Oscar Piastri. Uh, it's it's been a great weekend, it's been a great weekend, uh, he's back, he's back baby, uh, he never left, he said it himself, he never left and it, uh, it's just, I'm so excited to talk about it, like last couple weeks, this podcast, it's been fun, it's been very fun but I'm so keen for this episode, I'm so keen to talk all things Danny Rick because I love the man and he's, he's back, he's back! Oh, I'm so keen. So, heaps to talk about. It's been a, a packed weekend. Uh, obviously, Lewis and Max had a bit of an incident as well, which is uh, very good to see from a fan's perspective. Uh, not so good if you're a Lewis fan or a Max fan, really. It wasn't wasn't great for anyone, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, heaps to talk about there. Manic weekend. Sprint, wa- sprint race weekend as well, sorry. I didn't realize that. I completely forgot about it. So, yeah, manic weekend in Formula 1, um, yeah, lots to get into, lots to get into, but firstly off the top, a bit of admin, a bit of administration, um, a few people ask me, where's the YouTube version? Uh, last week, my MacBook, it decided to take a week off, you know, it's worked hard, it, it, it just showed itself the door, essentially, it completely shit itself, um, essentially, it just said the disc was full, so, like the storage was full or something. So I'm like, oh, all right, that's fine. You know, it's it's I'm dealing with a lot of, you know, like these hour-long videos for these podies. That that that's fine. I'll just delete a bit, and then they said that action couldn't be completed because the disk was full. So uh, yeah, you tell me how to work that one out. I mean, I don't think what's his name, Bill Gates, could work that one out. No, this is a, this is a Mac. Steve Jobs. I mean, I think he'd find it hard to do anything at the moment, but. In his heyday, I don't think he could have worked that one out. So I sort of just left it. I'm like, that sucks, because I was gonna get a few clips, and I think the clips on TikTok and that is the way to grow this thing. Um, But yeah, we couldn't couldn't really get that done. So uh, I just sort of left it, and then I turned it on today, and it sort of just turned on, like reset itself almost, and then yeah, I just went straight to the bin and it emptied. So. We're back. We're on the road again, and um, I thought I'd make it up to me uh, very loyal YouTube following by um, getting some decorations up in here. I was feeling very patriotic, so I did uh, did as any good Australian would. Went straight to the Reject Shop, and we've got this little little number. Got some for the audio listeners. You are you are missing out. We've got some yellow and green streamers going on. Uh, we've got some Australian stickers, and that's about it. Yeah, apparently. When we're six months out from Australia Day, the reject shop don't really stock much uh, Australian things. So uh that made it difficult. But uh, you know, I prevailed, you know, bit of ticker and a good attitude never got never went too far. So yeah, it's looking good. Maybe. <laughs> uh <laughs> tough a debate, but I tried. I try I try here, over here at on in the Wet. I try. I, I promise you I do. And um yeah, so let's get straight into it. <laughs> So, if you've listened to the first two episodes, you know I'd usually dive straight into the Rage Review. However, I want to change things up a bit because I want to go straight into the Aussie Review. Now, this is a uh, a segment I started last week and what a time it was (laughs) to start it because Australia's on top of the world. I I said it last week, there is nothing better than seeing Aussies... Dominate, like, dominate on a world stage. Like, it's all cool and all domestic competitions. You know, the AFL and, you know, like, state cricket. But when when you see, it's like, you, you know, you're Dylan Alcott's and you, you're Daniel Ricardos and, you know, uh, who else? Um, Jared Clifford. There's one for you. Um, just absolutely dominating the world stage. It's great to see, you know, small country uh, and... Uh, we're out here killing it. So it's funny actually, usually what I do with these run sheets is I copy and paste the one from last week and then tweak it, like take out a segment here, add one there. So in yours review from last week, it just said Danny Rick back sort of question mark. So all I did was just take off the sort of question mark because that man is back. <laughs> it's so good to see. that. I'm so glad that all the other sporting teams I go for suck because I don't think I could handle nerves like that. Like, when you're down by 150 points, as Carlton typically are, it's it's easy. We're flying. But Danny Rick leading that Grand Prix, and, and he led it the whole way, which made it so stressful because for the the 53 laps, I think it was, oh, I was just shaking. My legs were twitching. I've just got hands over my face. And this is like... like they kept saying on the broadcast um, on Sky Sports that it was like 12.30 at night. Now... I'm not sure about you but I do not need that sort of stress level at any time during the week let alone 12:30 on a Monday morning but oh, just the pure jubilation and joy when he crossed I had to wait till he crossed the line and I just <laughs> I was I was alone and I'm just pounding out these fist bumps like I was just and un- uncontrollable it was so good to watch like I don't think I cannot remember a time where I've been like, more happier for a sports win, like, that just shows, <laughs> I mean, Carton got a lift, but, oh, it was so, so good, it's like he won that. Oh, Cammy Stream has just fallen down, this is, it's gone all wrong, but, um, yeah, it was, oh, it was so good to see him up on the podium, and the shoey the shoey was back, and, um, actually got a little treat, um, I've actually got a shoe here, and, uh, I've actually got one of the finer Australian delicacies in a VB stubby and to celebrate I think we we do a shoey together. So, you know, if if you are if you have a shoe and a beer present, I suggest you grab you join in. Um this might be a low point doing a shoey on the internet um for mine, but you know, it's Danny Rick and I really think this should be maybe an Australian Day tradition, I think. Maybe you know, 2.30, have a moment of silence, and then just everyone, the 26 million in unison, I don't care about your your age, gender, your race, your age, I already said age, your religion, just shooey for Ricardo, I think. Um. I, I think Scott Morrison would win a few more votes if he implemented that. So here we go. Oh, God. God, that was disgusting, <coughs> it was very clean actually, I used a really nice shoe, I still got a bit left, oh, sorry, the, there was like a, it's like a suit shoe, so the leather sort of held it in, but I didn't want to make a mess of my bedroom at, 10.40 on a Monday night. <laughs> oh, God. What's it's all gone wrong? What am I doing? I'm sure Mum's proud. Um, but, yeah. Full full disclosure, I did not do the whole stubby. I did, knocked off about half of it, but... Oh, that was for you, Daniel. Um, If you didn't enjoy that... I'd like to think Daniel took as much joy out of that as he did his own Grand Prix win. Um, You know, but... Oh, God, that was... Is this what this podcast is turning into? <laughs> I really hope not. Um, but yeah, as as I said, it it's too good not to. Daniel Ricciardo, he won a Grand Prix. Oh, like especially the year he's had, you know, the the, the couple of years he's had. These this is his first win since uh, Monaco. <laughs> Excuse me, twenty eighteen, and um, yeah, the move to Renault. Was okay. Probably didn't go as well as he wanted. The second year he got them uh, the couple of podiums, but <laughs> excuse me again, this was not a good idea. Um, and yeah, the, there was so much hype uh, for his return to McLaren. Oh, not his return. Sorry, he's moved to McLaren, and um, he he hasn't been on it. I, I think he would admit that himself. I, th- I think he did. And um, oh, what a, what a way to come back! Because he's been, you know, absolutely nowhere, and Lando has been. I think it was made worse by the fact that Lando was killing it. Yeah, Lando has been so good this year. I think he's in fourth in the championship, and um, yeah, Rick, Danny Rick was nowhere, but it's so good to have him back. I I, I just hope this continues. I <laughs> like it. Like I'm happy now. Like I really hope he can continue this and just match with Lando. I think Lando. Probably had, I think Lando had just much pace. Like I think that if they'll that switch, Lando wins. And I think after it, they asked Lando, could he have passed him? But I don't think they're ever going to do, do that. But um, yeah. So I, I I hope this continues. I think it can. Russia's next. Um, you know, there's that massive straight from on the on the start finish line to turn two. It's really turn one, but. You know, And I said last week, and we've seen it at Spa, we've seen it at uh, Austria. The McLaren's a ball in a straight line, so hopefully we got Danny Rick back for good. Because for, yeah, it, it's great to win this one, but if he finishes outside the points and doesn't make it to Q2 uh, next week, um, things can be pretty easily forgotten, so... But who cares about that for now? Daniel Rick's back, and um, I'm absolutely loving it. And also, in the F2, Oscar Piastri won the feature race, the main race of uh, of the Formula Two, and extended his championship lead. Now, the silly season is well and truly upon us, and we know that we've seen many moves during the week. During the week, sorry, that we will get to, and the fact. The fact that I haven't even heard his name in contention, I think the the only seats left, Alpha Romeo, and um, but even for the the Williams seats, I, I did not hear his name at all, which is he's winning F two. He won F three last year as a rookie. He's leading F two as a rookie. He's lit he, quite literally and objectively done anything, everything he could. So, oh, I don't know what the go is there, but um, yeah. <laughs> We're actually good mates, me and Oscar Piastri. Um, I uh, I put up that story you might have seen, just a little shout out. Um, get I just said get him in an F1 seat, and and he did view it. He did view that story. So um, yeah, I think I think we're going for brunch sometime next week, and uh, I think I th- I can nearly guarantee a, a, an episode. So that's good. <laughs> I immediately slid in all serious. I m- immediately slid into his DMs, and he, I think he's busy. Uh, his phone must have died or something because he, he hasn't managed to open that one yet but I, I'm sure he'll get back to me soon so oh, it's it was just so good to be an Australian how, how good's Australia oh, it's so good I mean there's t- pl- plenty of problems there's plenty of problems everywhere but it's just good to you know take your mind off all that and just enjoy you know the honey badger and uh, his protege just dominating on the world stage it's um it's so cool to see. <laughs> right here yeah, before the race wrap again, and we've got, we've gone off off the cards here. But I just want to briefly talk about silly season because, you know, probably coming into this weekend, th- these this was the story, and um, you, obviously the main one, George Russell has officially gone to Mercedes. I said last week we when we just got in a, on the buzzer that uh, Bodas has gone to Alfa Romeo, which I mean, pretty much implied that. George was going to Mercedes, but it's official now, and that's uh, it's it's great to hear. It uh, it honestly is. I I don't think you need me to tell you that. Uh, George, he's obviously a great driver. He did, you know, he won F two, and then sort of it was sort of a weird one because he came through with the likes of Albon, Norris, and Leclerc, and he was probably the best at the time, and got given the worst seat. Obviously, uh, Norris went to McLaren. You know, Charles, a two time race winner at Ferrari. I mean, like, so it was a bit unlucky in that sense. And oh, no one got a Red Bull drive, but um, so yeah, it it always seemed like it was a bit backwards, and he's probably felt hard done by. But I think in the end, he's um, he's proved his worth. He's he's built up this sort of reputation um that the others couldn't. That you know, he's taken Williams. that were that were no that were terrible. And now he's he's just got points for the third week in a row. I think third week in a row. Is that right? Nah, I don't know. He, he scored he scored points again this weekend. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, and yeah, like it, it took a while to uh, break the seal, if you will, but uh, he's back. Uh no, sorry, not back, but he, he's there. And um, it's so good to see, and it's obviously very well deserved. So uh, good on you, George. He'll kill it. I just hope. That, the the regulations that Mercedes is good, uh, next year with the uh the changes um <laughs> I would hate to see them go to shit but and then George goes down with them so that would be terrible but no, I think they'll be right so that was good um the the other move so obviously with George leaving Williams someone had to replace him and that was Alex Albon which no surprise to me I, I thought just because the Mercedes ties Nick de Vries would have um slotted in there. But I I think Albon deserves another go. Like as we've seen with Pierre Gasly, uh, after he got promoted to Red Bull and then demoted, he's he's flown at AlphaTauri. He's uh he's killing it. He he would look good on the weekend until the sprint qualifying, but we'll get into that. But uh yeah, obviously won in Monza last year and um yeah, absolutely flying and just uh excelling there. So in, I think it's a bit harsh just to judge Albon off that oh, one and a half years at Red Bull because I mean obviously there is issues or well not issues but it's very difficult to drive that second Red Bull car so I think uh, Albon will, will thrive at Williams I mean obviously Williams are on the up and with the new regulation changes they could easily be a midfield team so that just gives Albon the opportunity to just, just like just not just overachieve, I think, because he will be in a car that I think is under him. But you know, to get you know constant points into Williams, that'll be seen as unreal, especially going up against Latifi, who, let's be honest, probably isn't the greatest of drivers, and probably is there just to pay the bills. But you know, so it'll be. I think the pressure's off as well, which, I mean, I I don't know how I'd go driving for Red Bull halfway through my rookie season. I, I, you know, the, the pressure are in the the media and, you know, you're up against Max Verstappen there. I think, you know, going back to Williams against Latifi and just, you know, working it out, he could do what similar thing to George, he'd make that his team and just build them from the ground up. So I think that's a great move uh, for Alex Albon and for Williams, I think, because I think Albon's quality. So um, that's very good to see. Uh, So, the only seat left now is, as I said earlier, that Alfa Romeo seat. I think, I love Giovinazzi, and I think he's earned it. He qualified great this weekend. Uh, I think, yeah, he got into Q3 again, so he finished 10th. And that's way better than that Alfa Romeo is. I don't care what people say, that Alfa Romeo is not that good. It's a terrible car. And Giovinazzi, he did the same thing last year. As soon as people questioned his seat... He stood up and uh, actually started competing well, which was it, it, oh, it's good to see. I think that I, I don't think he's done enough to lose his seat. You could say that people have done enough to earn it, but I don't think Jovanotti deserves to lose it. So it, it is a bit of a a you know, catch twenty-two. But I I think Jovanotti he's so young. He's his third year. Like, and he hasn't been terrible. I th- I don't think this early, unless you're really bad, can you lose your seat? If you know what I mean. So um, especially going into new regs. Um, I think Joverdatsi. Like it, it would not surprise me if he comes out and just becomes an absolute superstar. Like it it could easily happen. But it, it, at the same time, it could easily happen if you put oh, second in F two. I know his name, but the Chinese. It's like. <laughs> Guang Zhu, I'm so sorry, that's a horrible um, pronunciation, but I'm sure if you put him in there, he could easily become a superstar as well, so, but I think you've you've chosen Giovinazzi in the past, I think you have to stick loyal to him, especially when he hasn't done anything uh, wrong, sorry, I get that Albon, you know, you drop him, that's understandable, because Albon was, like, terrible, He, he was shocking, so... Yeah, I think Jovanazzi should keep that seat, and I think it's looking more likely that he will. So, um, yeah, him and Bottas, I'm um, excited to see that, hopefully. um, But but also, if he does lose it, like, I'm not too concerned, but hopefully they put Piastri in that seat. um, Because if he wins, this is something I've learned over the weekend. If he wins F2, he's not allowed to race in that again, which seems ridiculous. That you can... <laughs> like, this is if Zhu gets that seat after coming second to Piastri in F2 like I get that it's a it's a money game but you're kidding like imagine Zhu like comes second to Piastri gets the F1 seat and then Piastri can't race in F2 because he's won it has to go race in Formula E or something like that and then just never gets looked at again like that's a very real possibility as to what will happen like it 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 seems so wrong to me that you can win F two, but not get a seat in F one, but then not be allowed to race in F two. Like, it just seems so wrong to me. But you know, hopefully, all that works it out, uh, works itself out for Piastri. But yeah, as I said, it was a great performance by him from all accounts. I did, uh, didn't personally watch it, but you know, extends that championship league I, I really hope he does win it, and um, I hope he hope he gets that L from a seat. You know, ah, sorry, yeah. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I'm torn. I, I don't think he will, because I think Giovinazzi's done enough. But if Giovanetti is to lose that seat, just chuck Piastri in there. God, that'd be good. Radio, it's time to finally talk about the rest of this uh, manic uh, Italian Grand Prix for 2021. It's just going to go through a, a light rage review. Um, Friday, we had qualifying. Obviously, with the new sprint format, uh, Friday qualifying, it's the the usual Q1, Q2, Q3, and um, yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's always weird at Monza, so at Monza, it, just for those who might not be aware, you get the best lap times if you've got a tow, which essentially means someone in front of you breaking the air, essentially, for you to you go through and fly through, because it's a lot of straights, and um, so, obviously... Breaking the air affects you in the corners, as in you lose time. Uh sorry, you you, you gain time because you lose speed essentially. But because there's so many straights, it it does it doesn't matter because you gain so many time on that straights with a toe. So it gets really manic in qualifying because teams are trying to set up that one's behind the other, and people are just they all bunch up really close. So they because they they all want to wait for a toe, and no one wants to go first because then. They'll be towing someone else, and and it gets manic, and it gets weird, and like, I don't know how you fix it, but uh, something needs to change, and um, I think that's evident, but but obviously, I I don't think there is an easy solution to it, because it's only really a problem at a few select tracks, so yeah, whether there's a real need to make a massive change just for that, I, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully, they need to do something, I think, because it it is ridiculous and you've got people on flying laps coming through and then they've just met with a big bunch who are trying to work themselves out but yeah, so I think they will work it out but um, yeah, I think it just keeps getting worse and worse as well like um, I think teams don't really give a shit anymore so it's getting worse but you know, they'll work that out Um Bult your bodice after getting dropped from Mercedes, just come out and, and won qualifying, which was good for him. Mercedes was the quickest all all weekend. I think that was pretty evident. And um so that was good for Valtteri. Lewis, then Max followed. And then Daniel and oh sorry, then Lando, then Daniel in the uh the McLaren. So clearly the Mercedes engine in the McLaren and the Mercedes obviously uh the quickest. And then Max just happened just too good. Chucks himself in the third uh, Saturday, the sprint, so, this is the second sprint race, obviously, we have one at Silverstone, which, I like it, um, I really enjoy it, because it, it just gives you something to do on a Friday and a Saturday night, um, you know, I, I'll happily admit, I don't watch Friday practice too often, and, um, if I do, it's usually just on in the background while I'm on TikTok, but, yeah, I like the sprint for that reason, it was a touch dull, but, it's, it's so weird in F1, everyone seems to be so concerned about, how like the 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 entertainment value like imagine in the nba for example or any other sport like you just don't hear about that like they full-on change things just to make it more interesting when it doesn't really need to be more interesting i don't think i think it's it's fine like obviously when you get a, a good track and you know, things start kicking off, it, it it turns into amazing. But even just like a dull race, as they say, I reckon it's still good enough. Like, yeah, you're going to have, like, when your team gets beat for 100 points in the AFL, for example, that's a, like, that's not fun. But, like, people go, this sucks, change it. <laughs> it's like, it's just the sport. I, I don't see why. It's like, it's not a show, for example. Like, it, it doesn't make much sense to me, but I suppose because I'm, relatively new to f1 i think that's just how it goes so yeah the sprint i, I like it um but yeah I, I think they do need to change a few things i don't like that the winner of sprint gets pole like the pole award the pole position award that would usually be handed to the winner of qualifying i think pole position the award is great, is for the fastest and the sprint always isn't the fastest it's maybe who drives better in the race for example like if like lewis was the second fastest but finished 5th in the sprint like you know like they, they can it can change obviously but yeah i don't like how it's called pole position and um that, but that's the only th- really it's not. it's a minor thing but it just it's just it's just weird i i, I don't think i think you need both aspects of raw pace and then racecraft to be you know i think that's part of it so i think by giving the pole to the winner of the sprint race, it sort of just chucks qualifying on the back burner too much. Like, I think qualifying still needs to be, you know, a real integral part of the weekend, which it is, but it's sort of like they chuck it on the back burner and it's sort of like the weekend starts on Saturday for the for the sprint when qualifying, I think, needs to be, you know, part of it a bit more. But it's a minor thing, but... You know they work that out. So, just a few notes from uh, the sprint. Obviously, McLaren set up their weekend, set up, set up their one-two essentially with um, the great start. I think, yeah, they they jumped up very quickly, and you know Lewis went. I think he, I think he actually had to reverse at the start, which was you know unfortunate for him, given that the rest were going forwards, and um, yeah, that's sort of ruined. Uh, Lewis's weekend, right there and then. So I like the the sprint because of that. How it can sort of just flip everything on its head. Not even on its head. I mean, the just the difference between having Lewis start in second or fifth, which he did, like that's enough just to throw a little spanner in the works. So yeah, I, I, I like I like that from um the sprint. Obviously, Gasly, DNF'd I, I hate to say it. I, I think. I think if they want to make it more interesting, you can't penalise DNFs as much. I think maybe if you DNF... Because Gasly was... Where was he? He started... He started sixth. And then just because he clipped Skylos Sainz into the first chicane and then lost his front wing and went straight into a barrier, he, he just has to start from 20th. Uh, I think that's a touch harsh i know it's sort of the premise but um yeah and also i think it uh like it def- like defers deter- deters the top teams from making risky moves because you know if hamilton's in second he's not going to make a move on uh, verstappen in, in first because if he stuffs it up he's going to start from 20th like he'd rather start from second than the back obviously so i reckon if they just it's like wherever you were before you DNF'd and then five places back or something because then that's obviously people aren't going to be as scared to DNF so they'll start sending, you know, <laughs> massive dive bombs so there you go, there your Formula 1 just add that in and uh, yeah, just just credit me, that's fine you do you um, the, the other bit I don't like uh, about the sprint I've just gotten here that Land, uh, sorry not Land, Latifi Outqualified in I put that in quotation marks, uh, George Russell, because it's the first time in like uh, since they were together, since they were um, teammates, it's the first time in George Russell's career he's been out-qualified by a Ross, uh, sorry, a Williams teammate. So I yeah, I don't I don't love that that stat's been broken because he got a poor start in the sprint race. I think he dropped from fifteenth uh, back to like seventeenth or eighteenth and then Latifi was just in 16th, so didn't love how they called that that. It's like the, it's the same with the pole thing. It's a minor thing, but I just don't love it. But, you know, it's not not too bad. Anyway, then we come to the race. So, straight off the bat, double an and f for Terry. Obviously, I just mentioned that Gasly uh, bended in the sprint, which was, you know, unfortunate for him. But then Yuki on the... Uh, oh, did he oh, I can't remember now, yeah, Yuki has, No, oh, I think he, no, I think Yuki didn't start, so, yeah, Yuki, I don't think he started, so, yeah, Gasly had these issues, and then they were going to, he tried for a bit, and he just said it was undrivable, so DNF'd him, and yeah, Yuki didn't even start, he had, I think it was hydraulic issues, I'm going to go with, and it um, wasn't even to start the race, so very disappointing for Alfa Terry. I mean that's the that's the highs and lows of Formula One, I suppose. You know, Gasly won this race last year from, in an act of God, and um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, not good for Alvarado. <laughs> it was the saddest Instagram post when they just put up because obviously all the teams put up, you know, where their drivers finished and said DNF, DNF. I mean that that just, I'm sure the person who ever put up who ever put that up was just dead inside So that. Suck for them, but um, didn't suck for Danny Rick. He got a great start and just moved straight up into into first place. Jumped Max into that first chicane, which I mean, he got a better start, but you, you nearly, you not wouldn't rather start from second. But starting from second isn't the worst thing because it's on the inside. You get the inside line into turn one, so even if you're alongside, you can just dive bomb it pretty. not pretty easily. I I don't know what I'm talking about in terms of driving. I don't know how easy it is, but yeah, it's not the worst thing to start from second in Monza. And then, obviously, Danny Rick just got great traction and then, yeah, flew off the start and Max had to slot in the second. Now, uh, the thing that was really impressed me about the 1-2 from McLaren, they did it on pace, pretty much. I think it was Lander who said it. They probably didn't have the pace to maybe overtake a Red Bull or Mercedes, but they... Certainly for the first half of the race, they um, they kept them off. I think, you know, Danny didn't let past Verstappen and then Lando was in third holding off Lewis. So, you know, it just... It goes to show that McLaren had the pace. You know, they couldn't get past. I think Lewis eventually did get past, but then Lando got past him again on the, uh, the overcut. So I'm going to go with overcut. Um, essentially... Uh, Lando pitted, had like a two second stop, but then Max pitted up, ah, sorry, Lewis pitted after and had like a four second stop. So then, but the gap was only like one second at the time. So uh, Lando jumped him and then um, Max had a really slow stop, which put him back in the mix with uh, the likes of Lando and Lewis. And then that's when we got uh, Lewis coming out of the pit lane. Lando easily breezed past. Max tried to do a little move around the outside of turn one. And then we seen that crash. And, um, yeah, it was it was a terrible crash. Like, the video of it, that slow-mo that they kept showing was hard to look at. I think, just for those of you who might not have seen it, I'll try to describe it the best I can. Max ended up on the inside of turn two. And Lewis sort of, oh, you see he did squeeze him he popped him up onto this the curb, which made, uh, he sort of like, jumped him and then Max's front right tyre like drove up on Lewis's left back tyre and then what can only be described as like an RKO type movement, Max's car just went straight over the top and like landed on Lewis's car and um, the back right tyre of Max actually hit Lewis in the head. I mean, thank God for the halo because he, I don't see a way Lewis survives that without that halo, because he's like his car landed straight on him, and then that tire, because the the halo their head sticks out probably like hundred mil from the top of the halo, and just sort of conked him on the head. It was hard to watch, but uh, uh, and it's obviously everyone's gonna have a different opinion. And Max did cop a three spot penalty for uh, the next race, but the way I've seen it it's in. if you look at that incident as an like an isolated incident it doesn't really I can't really put anyone at fault because I think Max did have the right to to make that move but also he was never going to make that move but also Lewis did squeeze him so it's like what do you do but if you look at this is where it becomes hard because Max has a real tendency of squeezing Lewis at chicanes but Lewis always seems to he just pulls out and like he he pulls out but if he doesn't he doesn't really need to because Max squeezed him so they'll come together and it will be Max's fault in the end but he just avoids it so but because Max doesn't pull out it sort of looks like it's Lewis's fault because he squeezed him so, it's like Max should have probably pulled out if they didn't want to come together. But he didn't really have to, for mine. But if he does pull out, they don't hit. See, I don't yeah, I don't I don't know what to do because I don't know what I would do. Because obviously if Max pulls out, they don't come together. But also, he probably doesn't have to cut pull out, I don't think and didn't, and they came together, but Lewis probably squeezed him, Yeah, but it's so tough, because in the same situation, Lewis probably pulls out, they don't hit, so it's like, so people are saying, oh, but Max always does this to Lewis, it's like, yeah, but look, Lu- hey, it's, it's it's difficult, because if Max pulls out, it's, he probably loses it, but if he stays there, it's Lewis's fault, something. like, you know what I mean, so, it's a, but obviously it wasn't, uh, they uh, judged, adjudicated that Max was at a uh, fault, which he, I can definitely see that as well. It didn't really look like, he he realistically was never going to get past him there. Whether it, he had, technically he had a gap and it was, you know, side by side or whatever, but he was never going to get past there. So, yeah, I can definitely see why they gave Lewis, uh, Max, sorry, the, uh, the penalty for that and, um, yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm like, obviously, I'm impartial to it all. I'd probably rather see Max win, just, but that's based purely on I just want to see someone else win it. I'm just here for a close fight, a title fight, really. So, it doesn't really worry me. Um, but yeah, so Max will have a, a three spot grid penalty for next week, or oh, not next week, a couple weeks at uh, at Sochi. So, yeah, so, but obviously, that opened the door right up. Obviously, um, after Bottas qualified uh, first, he had to take a grid penalty because he changed his power unit, which sent him to the back of the grid. But he was quick. He Bottas was easily the quickest of the weekend. He was way quicker than Lewis. Um, Lewis couldn't get past Lando or really do anything from fifth when he was in the race before he obviously had that crash with um Verstappen. But Bottas was flying through the field, he got up into fourth. So. At the end of the race, you had Ricardo, L- Norris, Perez, uh, Bodas. So, Bodas was coming quick on the mediums. He had about, I think for mine, he he had this small window where the mediums were quicker than... So, the he was on the mediums. Perez, Ricardo, and Norris, I think, were all in the hards. So, essentially, what that means is, if you don't know, um, Bottas is tyres were quicker but they were going to go off quicker as well so he had this uh, period where he had to get past Perez before his tyres went off and he couldn't manage that so and Perez also got had a five-second penalty so I think that sort of helps because if I think if Bottas gets past Perez he easily gets past the McLarens so I think Perez nearly won uh, Danny Rick the race and I'm not sure if he would have got past Danny Rick as well but I reckon he definitely would got past lando if he got past perez early enough so but yeah perez was able to hold him off and he had a five second penalty so i don't think Bottas was really like he didn't feel the need to really pass perez because he knew if he just stayed behind him he was gonna end up finishing on the podium anyway so yeah it all sort of at the end came this little perfect storm for mclaren where perez was just holding off this the, the quicker Bottas and um he ended up getting passed at one point, but uh, Paris had a nice switchback on him. So, yeah, that was awesome. And then, yeah, it was just lots of cool battles and then it <laughs> ended in McLaren one too. So, great weekend all around for mine. Um, obviously, George Russell finishing the points again, as I mentioned earlier. He came ninth. So Excuse me. He um, continues his good run. Uh, the Ferraris both uh, in the sixth, uh, Charles in fourth and... Uh, Carlos in six, so that was a bit surprising to me, I-, I didn't think they were going to be anywhere, but I suppose there is sort of this gap bridging between, you've got the Red Bull and Mercedes battle, then you've got McLaren and Ferrari, and then you sort of got the rest, so with no Lewis or Max in the race, I th- think it sort of makes sense that they finish um, in the six, so. Good on Ferrari. I mean, I don't think they scored points last year. I, they had double NF last year, from memory. I think Seb Vettel had brake issues, and Charles Leclerc had that uh, the massive crash at the Curva Grande and red flag the session. Yeah, so um, they weren't and truly really back. Was that terrible last year? So that, that's good to see for their home race. The the Tifosi, obviously, is always a pretty good environment at Monza. I don't think it was quite the Netherlands, but. I think they only had a fifty percent capacity, so they're a bit hindered there. So um but yeah, no it's good good to see for Ferrari. And uh obviously with the other uh Italian team in Alpha Terry, double D and before the race has really begun, you know, um it was good for Ferrari to fly the Italian flag, as they u- usually do. So yeah, obviously, I'm pretty pretty happy with the race and um, how it went. McLaren won two, And, uh, yeah, it's all, all heating up at, at the top. <laughs> at the end of the previous podcast, I made some predictions for Monza. Not my best effort, I'll admit. Um, I'll just quickly run through. I had Max, Lewis, and Lando uh, for the qualifying. I forgot it was a sprint, so I didn't even sort of predict that at all. So, we'll go off the Friday qualifying, because that's what I was thinking about. I had Max Lewis-Lando. That wasn't really it. Obviously, it was Bodas, lewis and then Verstappen. So, I had Lewis right in second, but Lando probably wasn't obviously wasn't quick enough, and Max was third, not first. So, yeah, I didn't even have Bodas in there. So, yeah, not great by me. Uh, Sunday... They were all wrong. (laughs) I had Max, then Lewis, then Perez. Perez obviously finished third on track. Uh, Did he? Yeah, finished third on track, but ended up slipping into fifth, I think, because of that five-second penalty, as I mentioned earlier. So not that great by me. Obviously, Max and Lewis (laughs) um, took each other out. Um, So yeah, they were never going to finish one-two, were they? The headline? No, I smashed this one. I said both McLarens in I said in the top six initially and then I said nah they're, they're on top five and well it was top two so well and truly got that one right um, so that's a massive tick from mine um, the number of Mazda spins I said one he didn't spin at the uh, what do they call it the temple of speed I like that name didn't spin and um, yeah that, that's a that's good by him we we love a good Nikita run although He's he's been a bit too good last couple of weeks for me, so um I think we're gonna see some serious spinning at Sochi uh, with them uh sausage curbs. So yeah, look out, Nikita. <laughs> it is time for everyone's favourite segment. It's my favorite segment, it's the Slick Seven. Uh it's just where we take seven uh things and uh put them into no particular order. So this week, uh in uh for homage paying homage to Daniel Ricardo's uh, beautiful message over the radio. We've got the best w- uh, winning radio moments. So, this is where the driver crosses the line, he wins, and this is the, what they give on the radio. So, uh, the one of seven, <laughs> we got Valkyrie Bodass in Australia 2019, where he crossed the line and just went, to whom it may concern, fuck you, <laughs> which <laughs> is hilarious for mine. Obviously, he was criticized pretty heavily in his time at Mercedes, and that's good. That's a real that's that's cool, <laughs> I really like that, and um, yeah, it's just a oh man, it's just a huge fuck you' <laughs> there's not much else to it, really it's um, it's great, and he's it's obviously he's aware of the uh the criticism around it, and then he just doesn't really speak about it, but then we just wins and then just gives a big hey how you going, so love that by Valtry Bottas. uh two of seven, Now uh, we've got. Seb Vettel, after he won his championship, uh, he, so he won the race and the championship at Abu Dhabi in 2010. Um, now, this is pretty iconic. He he sounds like a puppy dog in it. He, he's obviously crying. I might do the puppy dog voice. No, I don't know. He just goes, ah, thank you, boys. Unbelievable. I love you. And then the iconic line, I need a moment. I think that's actually in the the F1 games now, as you can you can like choose your your winning like, radio message and i need a moment is there it's a uh, pretty iconic from seb and that's obviously his first of four championships so obviously he wouldn't have known what's to come but you'd know, be you'd be pretty stoked i think uh 3 of 7 uh lewis last year after he won his seventh world drivers championship it's just too it's too iconic um to not chuck in you know he just goes that's for all the kids out there who dream the impossible beautiful beautiful stuff and he to be fair to him he probably did have a uh a year to to work out what was going to say because he knew he was going to win it from race two i think he took that much of a lead it was ridiculous so yeah that was in no doubt and that was at turkey I, that, that was like i swear to god that was like halfway through the year and he just secured it so and uh, actually that was a great drive from memory was it wet oh was that somewhere else I'm not, I'm not going to say 100% that was the drive I'm thinking of but yeah so that's good by Lewis number 4 um, the 4 of 7 we've got easily we, we cast them minds back a year from this weekend Pierre Gasly he's made a win in an Alvateri at Monza he just goes what did we just do we won the fucking race and yes you did Pierre and that was pretty cool that was so cool to watch how good's Monza, just quietly, I mean, uh, just pure, like, I mean, obviously, then, there was, like, red flags, and all sorts of jargon going on, it was like, a, who's who, who gives a rat, so, but, you know, he, he prevailed, and that's, um, yeah, that was so good to watch, if you watch that live, you you know what I'm talking about, Uh, so, 5 of 7, <laughs> I did a bit of research, I hadn't actually seen this one before, but... Fernando Alonso won the championship in 05 and 06. <laughs> and this is great. There's a video of it. Look it up. He's just singing, We Are The Champions. Like, just belts out the song after he won, which, I mean, it's fitting. It truly is. And uh, beautiful voice, young Fernando. What was that, like 16 years ago? And he's still racing in F1, which is ridiculous for the same team. So, it's great by Fernando Alonso. Uh, six of seven we go back to Valtteri Bottas after he won his last win I know his last like his most recent win in Russia 2020 he just goes and again this is a nice time to thank my critics to whom it may concern fuck you which <laughs> is just great it's especially great from a man who's just lost his job <laughs> like he's dishing this sort of stuff out no more than a year later he's been sacked <laughs> <laughs> which is just, it's great for mine, I mean, I love the confidence, oh, I just love when the confidence, probably doesn't equal to the ability, and, um, I love how he hasn't won a race since, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's too perfect, this is a nice time to thank my critics, <laughs> to whom it may concern, fuck you, oh, I love that by him, and, uh, I hope he gets a win in Alfa Romeo, uh, yeah, that'll 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 definitely happen, and, uh, and the Slick 7, finally. Obviously, Daniel Ricciardo, Monza 2021. He just said, and for anyone who thought I left, I never left. I just moved aside for a while, which is perfect. Chef's kiss. Uh, Hadn't won a race in three years. and oh, just, oh, I'm still not over it. I'm still buzzing. What a man. What a win. What a Grand Prix. Rightio, it is... Oh, my stream has just falling down again. I set him up in the in the intermission, and... Oh. Look, it's not my best work, I'll be honest, but um, it could have at least, you know, held up a touch. But um, as I was saying, uh, we we now move to Sochi, uh, Russia, the Russian Grand Prix. Uh, actually, is it at Sochi? Or did they change... Oh, I think they changed it for next year. I think this is the last race race at Sochi. And thank God for that, because... Yeah. You know, if you've, maybe you've just ch- tuned in after the Daniel Ricciardo win, and maybe you're thinking, hmm, this will be good. I'll I'll start watching this. Hate to break it to you, but uh, that's not going to happen at Russia. I'm that confident, because Sochi, uh, it sucks. So, that is really unfortunate. But here we go, Saturday. Uh, this is Bollas' track. He has a knack of winning at Russia. Uh, he's Finnish. I don't know why he likes Russia so much, but... You know, as he, as I said, he won there last year and he's a bit of on a on a hot tree, you know, just been fired. I hope we get another to whom it may concern. Um so I reckon I've got him I've got him qualifying first and then Lewis and then Max. Um I, I think Mercedes will be quicker again. Um just off evidence from this weekend. There is that long straight from as I said, the start finish to turn two, so excuse me um, so I reckon he'll I think Mercedes be quicker and I think Bottas is quicker at uh, Sochi than Lewis so that, there's that reasoning. Um A uh, Sunday I've got Lewis winning to, from Bottas uh, and then to Max I think it'll just be you know your typical Sochi just a bit of a procession it's a lot of 90 degree turns and not much fun so yeah I don't think there will be much of a shake up I, I hope I'm wrong um, but yeah, I've got Lewis beating Bottas. And th- this takes me to my headline, because I reckon Team Water's coming to play at Mercedes. I reckon Bottas will be leading, and I reckon the, uh, maybe a a Valtteri, it's James, will come over. It's, uh, time to sleep in the second air son, so... And then, oh, maybe he won't do it. Oh, that'd be good. Maybe he's leading. They tell him to, and he just... Hits him with it. Mid-race, to whom it may concern. Fuck you, and just win the race. Oh, that'd be good. You heard it here first. If that happens, what a prediction that is. And then finally, uh, the old Nikita Mazda spin. I said it earlier. There's mad sausage curbs uh, on these 90-degree turns, and you can just bump up on them, lose all traction. See you later. Uh, So, Nikita, I reckon he's gone around twice this weekend. So, watch out for that. That'd be good. So that brings us to the end of episode three of Slicks on In The Wet. And this is easy to be favorite favourite episode, you know. Getting to talk about Danny Rick. A Danny Rick win is all I've ever hoped for. And um, it's so good. It's so good. And um, I, as I said earlier, I hope he can continue this through. And obviously the championship fight is heating up. I think Max is still ahead of Lewis. But I think Mercedes have got the edge in the team standing. So... Yeah, be be good to see, and I'm very excited for the uh, the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to uh, yeah joining me next Tuesday. No, not next Tuesday. The Tuesday after Sochi, whenever that is. Are um, we here still chipping away? So yeah, look forward to seeing them. Peace out.